We're learning this morning in the Schos of Henya Bas Bracha de Baralea. She should have a Rafur Shlemo Kreva by Fenisi and a Rav Yosef Yitzhak Ben Sima Chasia. He should have a Rafur Shlemo Kreva. The Sicha today is a Sicha and Chedesh Tebes from Krach Tezbav, from Akute Sichas Tezbav 15. It's a relatively short Sicha. Um, but it features a very um, important idea that runs like an artery through many, many, many of the Rebbe's sichas. It's a, uh, a deep and counterintuitive idea that you will no doubt recognize um, from other sichas and maimorim. Chaydesh Teves, Aleph. Rish Chaydesh Teves, Tevis is always one of the days of Hanukkah. Kiyadua, as is known, that Kailal Rosh Hachaydesh is called Yemei Hachaydesh. Velachain hu nikra Rosh, Kiroish Bimash Muasai Hapshuta, Hakailal is called Yemei Hachaydesh. It's well known that Rosh Hachaydesh includes within it all the days of the month, and that's why indeed it's called Rosh Hachaydesh. Like the head simply uh, connotes something that is inclusive of everything else. So, just like the brain controls the entire body, Rosh includes all the days of the month. So, if Rosh Tevis is always in Hanukkah and Rosh Bechlal always includes all the days of the month, so it's understood. It means that all the days of Tevez that are included in Rosh Chodesh are connected in some way to Hanukkah. And so it is, in Chodesh Tevez, there are two notable or noteworthy days. There is, of course, the fast of Asar B'Tevez, the 10th day of Tevez. And there is also Yom Hayilula Shal Admar Hazakin Chavdala Tevez. And then there is the yard site, the Yom Hilula of the Alter Rebbe on Chavdala Teves, the 24th day of Teves. V'chibon she'yamim Elohim kivuim b'chaydesh. And because these days are established within this month, in other words, they always happen in this month, something that we know about. M'stabereh she'yesh kesher b'in yamim elu levein mehusay shel chaydesh Teves b'chlal. So it's, it's logical to surmise that there is a very unique connection between these days, that is Asara Bateves and Chavdala Teves, and the essence <coughs> of Chaydesh Teves in general, Kimedubar Misbar Pa'amim, as was spoken about a number of times. Bays. Lagabe Chaydesh Teves, regarding Chaydesh Teves, Aymim Chazal. Chazal taught, Alapasov Batilokach Esther Al Hamelech Achashverish that Esther was taken to the king Ahasuerus, so the Chazal taught in Gemara, the Chaydesh HaAsiri, who Chaydesh Teves, that she was taken on the 10th month, month, which is the month of Teves. They taught, Shezehu Yerach, Shaguf Nena Minaguf, that this is a month, this is a time when one body benefits from another. Why? 
מפני שבחיידר זה הקור הוא עז. Because during this month, the cold is very strong. We're experiencing a deep freeze now, actually. כדברי רש"י, like רש"י explains, מפני הצינה. Because of the profound coldness of this month. So one body benefits from being near another body, benefits from the warmth of, of being near another body during this month because of the coldness. Now the Rebbe says that kol inin begashmias neveya miruchnias. Every physical, material, corporeal aspect of our experience flows from a spiritual reality. It's a pale reflection of a spiritual reality. So regarding what we are learning now, Rebbe says that the coldness of the month of Tevis in a Gashmiistic sense is caused because during this time, the son of Hashem and like David HaMelech says, Ki shemesh Hashem elokim, that Hashem is compared to both the sun and the shield. So the, the spiritual heat does not, the heat and the light of, of the spiritual orb is not revealed in the world during this time to the extent that it is at other times. The elokus mechusa bilbushi hateva and godliness, elokus, is covered, is obfuscated by the natural vestments that obscure and, and shroud elokus in this world. And as is known, spoken of many, many sikhas, the Rebbe explains that the fact that the sun shines so strongly during the months of the summer is a sign and reflects the intensity of the light and the warmth of spirituality that is found in this world during that season. Sorry, the sun that is Hashem, during that time, this light and warmth of, 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 of the Abishtar, the Shem Havaya, is Mashpia in this world in a very, very strong way. And therefore, it is easier to serve Hashem during those months than it is to serve Hashem during the months of the winter. And it is specifically for this reason that there is an advantage in the Avoida of Chodesh Teves over the Avoida of other months. And this is what the Chazal are alluding to when they say that this is a month, that this is a time that one body is benefited by the other. 
So when you look at those words in the context of Ahasuerus calling for Esther to be with him, so you know that you're talking about a man and a woman, and the Rebbe says that it's well known that the whole idea of a man and a woman being together is a mashal, is an analogy for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael. Sha'avaydis Yisrael b'chaydah shaboy yesh sina ba'ilam gairemis ha'na'alamayla. And this teaches us that the Avaida of B'nai Yisrael in this month, where there is the cold, where there is the biting frost, causes a special pleasure by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by the Eveshter. Now the Rebbe goes into this in greater detail. The Rebbe underscores this constantly, that every aspect of Torah is very specific. It's understood. That the specific words, that the specific terminology that the Chachamim used in the Gemara that one body benefits from another. This same idea could have been put differently, but it's but those words are used. This this because of this particular terminology, we can see that this dovetails very very well with the inner the 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 deeper the innermost explanation that the Rebbe gave us above, that this is talking about the pleasure that the Ebeshter takes from Knesset Yisrael through the Avoidah that is done specifically during this time. That when it says yes, it's talking about Ahasuerus and Esther, and it's talking more generally for all people, but it is speaking to the Hana that the Ebishter takes from Aravida. Because the pleasure that the Ebishter takes above from the Avaida that we do during this month, he dafka migufoi shel hayehudi. The pleasure comes from the guf of the Jew. The Hahana he and the pleasure comes from a level and reaches a level of elikus that is referred to as guf. Now, what does this mean? The explanation is as follows. Everything that takes place on the macrocosmic level is connected to and is reflected in the avoid of each person, and each person is a microcosm, is a small world. During the months of the summer, so during the months of the summer, when it is warmer, and the Rebbe explained to us that this is a reflection of the fact that the Shemesh Havaya, that there's a revelation of Elokus that is revealed and is much stronger in the world during that time. 
So during that month, our Avaidahim Beikar Tkufa Shala Avaidas Hanishama. So those months are in the main a time period that showcases the Avaida Mitzad the Nishama. Bitkufazu in that period, Ain Haguf Master Kolkach as Arhanishama. The body doesn't hide and shroud so much the light of the neshama, v'lachein yachal yehudi, and therefore a Jew can, u'bameyla tzarech, and therefore must. Um, and this idea, I just want to stop for a moment. So many times in the sikhs, the Rebbe teaches us that if a person can, then they must. And, and this is not something that we should just skip over very, very quickly, because this is a a yisaitistic thing in the way that the Rebbe taught us, that if we can, then we must. So the Rebbe says, since in the summer, the sun is brighter and shines more strongly and with greater potency. And this means that the body doesn't hide the Arha Neshama, and therefore a Jew can and must a person has to be immersed and engaged within Yana of the Neshama in a way where you can feel the light of the Neshama in a very revealed way. However, in order to facilitate this Aveda, you have to worry that the bodily aspects of our persona, that the temporal aspects should not be too coarse and should not take center stage. Um, I remember that in many, many of the sikhs that the Rebbe used to speak um, before the summer, like kind of to say goodbye to everyone that was going to camp and to those that were going to the country, the Rebbe would underscore uh, the danger of thinking that because it's vacation, now we can kind of loosen up and act a little bit more freely and so on and so forth. And the Rebbe says, so in order to take advantage of the summer months when the, the, when the R-L-E-K-I from Avaya shines in such an untrammeled and open way, you have to be careful that the body should not be given license to, to indulge itself and become so coarse. Vigas beyase, gas is like a coarseness. Kianishama milubeshes beguf. Because the neshama is vested in the body and can only reveal itself through the agency of the body. And therefore, the body has to be a worthy and proper vessel and conduit for the light of the neshama. But making sure that the body is in ship shape is simply the preface and the preparation for the main avoda. Hayehudi masirs hakisui hamasirs are neshama kedeshe yuchaliyos oivet Hashem benishmasai. The Jew has to take away and 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 remove that 
which covers over the light of the neshama in order that the Jew should be able to serve Hashem with his soul. But the emphasis is on serving with the soul. But juxtapose this against during the months of the winter. The reason that it's so cold in a physical sense is because the Shemesh Hashem, the, the, the sun, the orb that is Hashem, does not shine in the same way. And therefore, it's a cold time. And us, during this time of cold, the main avoida, the main spiritual avoida during this time is avoida with the body, to refine and to elevate perhaps the body. And within the winter itself, there's a difference between Teves and all the other months. During the other months, there's still a little bit of warmth in the world. On a spiritual level, this means that our avoida, vis-a-vis refining our bodies, can still be powered by some revelation of the soul. But when you're talking about hakar, this is kind of the zenith, the, the ultimate of the of the of the freezing cold. Let's let's hope so. And this points to a situation of profound obfuscation that does not allow for the revelation of the light of the neshama. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. And therefore, the Aveda of refining the body, the temporal, is not carried out through the agency of the revelation of the light of the soul. But this Aveda of refinement of the body has to be done through the body itself. And in order to um, underscore this point and explain this point of refining the body through the body, the Rebbe brings down a story. My father-in-law, the Rebbe says, it's told, recounted. Beshem Admar Tzemach Tzedek, in the name of the Tzemach Tzedek, Sipor ala Baal Shemtev, a story regarding the Baal Shemtev. Ha Baal Shemtev chivev ma'ed or, it's well known that Baal Shemtev loved light. Ham echas, one time, Bilal Kharfi, in a winter night, loy hayu l'talmidav maspik neres kedei l'hayres beis ha-medrash. 
his students did not have enough candles to light up the study hall. Haira Habal the Baal Shem Tov instructed them, Lakachas Mehagag es Neres Hakerach Ulhadlikan. That Baal Shem Tov instructed his students to take from the roof Neres Kerach. So literally, this means candles made of ice. I guess we would call them icicles, and to kindle the icicles. And in fact, that's what the Talmudim did. And the icicles were illuminated. They lit. And the Semach Tzedek, when, when he recounted the story, said, When it came to the Hasidim and the students of Baal Shem Tov, they were even able to kindle icicles and and they and they and they were able to remain kindled and illuminate the study hall habal shemtov hera the balshemtov showed and taught kitzad yecholim neir shel kerach ba'atzmam shehem hanigud hamuchlot shel or vechamimus the balshemtov showed and taught how icicles themselves which are the polar opposite of light and warmth, how you can transform them, transform them to light and warmth. They remained icicle. They remained ice. They, they did not change their essential nature and characteristics. But rather, they were kindled and they remained sources of light, as they remained light. And the ice itself, which does not have any of these properties itself, was transformed to something that could shed light and warmth. And the Rebbe says, and I'm bringing this story to your attention because I want to you to understand the Indian that I'm teaching here. That the Avoida of the winter and specifically Chaydeshteves is about transforming the coldness of the Guf and its darkness towards Kedusha because it is a physical gulf and not just to refine the coarseness of the body through the agency of the soul, but to do so through the body itself. So now the Rebbe asks what we're all asking, the obvious. Okay, now tell us how it's possible to transform the body, to transform its inherent base and, and coarse nature and make it something that is holy in a revealed fashion, and to do so 
through the agency of the body itself and not through the agency of the light of the soul. How are we supposed to do this? Hahezber lekachu. The Rebbe says, here's the explanation. Not only is it impossible, but on the contrary, it's eminently possible. Why? Because dafka haguf kashur lats musay shalakadish barakul. Because it's specifically the body that is connected to atzmos, to the essence of the Ebishter. Hanishama bimehusa kashur la arvigilui. The nishama in her inherent nature is connected to light and to revelation of godliness. And therefore, the connection of the neshama to elokus, to godliness, to gedlachkeit, is through revealed light. That's what the neshama craves. That's what the neshama loves. That's what the neshama looks for. But in contradistinction, when you are talking about the physical body of a Jew, now you're talking about something that was chosen vis-a-vis God's essence. And therefore, it is dafka, the physical body of the Jew, that is connected to elokus in a much deeper measure. Much deeper than the connection to elokus that is created and that is nurtured through the agency of the light of the neshama. Because it's dafka in the physical material body that you have kav yachal, as it were, the strength of the essence of Hashem that is higher than the neshama. We'll go a little bit further and then we'll stop to kind of explain this a little bit. But the Rebbe explains that this the strength of the essence in the body reveals itself specifically during a time when the Abishter is shrouded and hidden. When the light of the neshama does not illuminate in a revealed way. And only then is recognized the koyach of the essence, which can never, God forbid, be limited by the limitations of something that manifests in a revealed way. Um, so let's stop for a minute to, to concretize this, um, this very important and, and very Yesidistic Indian 
that the Rebbe speaks about often, but is a little bit, I think, hard to kind of um, understand. What, what, what does this mean? So maybe we can understand it by thinking about the fact that we, we say this all the time, and as Hasidim who are privileged to have the Rebbe's Torah, we, we, this is like kind of basic to our DNA, that ein oid mulvadeh. There's there's nothing there's nothing but the Abishner. There's there's only Abishner. But when you're talking about something spiritual, when you're talking about an Ashama, you see the Gilui or you're talking about something that is inherently spiritual. Okay, good. Okay. But when you're talking about Gashmias, when you're talking about the goof, now you're talking Atmos. Because there, it's not being covered over by spiritual lights, by something that is inherently spiritual. Like that's its MO. The MO of an Hashemah is to is to resonate with spirituality. But when you're talking about a goof, when you're talking about physical matter, that's only there. That only exists because of Atmos. And the Rebbe says, when you look at a Jew, right, their body, not their neshama, what makes their body different from any other body, from all the other millions, billions of people that are alive? The Bechira of Atzmos, that the Abishra chose, Asher Bachar Banu Mikola Amin. So when you're looking at the neshama, so you could tell, you know, I mean, we always say, oh, such a neshama, like, that we're talking about the Giloi or. But when you're looking at the body, you're looking at Atmos because there's nothing on the external level that would give you any clue. Except it's a Yid, Asher Bachar Banu. The Ebsha chose this Guf, Atmos. Maybe we can understand this when we think about parents and children. There is an atmistic connection that has nothing to do with external expressions. The external expressions are very, very important. Let's not, you know, forget that for a moment. But the essential connection between a parent and a child is not based on, and in, in its most, on the deepest level, it's not amplified by and nothing that the child doesn't do can chisel away at the inherent osmiastic connection of the parent and the child. It's something that transcends any and all expressions and any and all relationships or lack thereof. I think, and now it's Hanukkah, so it's appropriate time to talk about this. I think that this is what the Rebbe talked about, Miriam Basbilga, Atzmusalim. Because on all the external expressions, <laughs> this woman went and married a Greek Syrian officer. And Rahman al-Islam, she shmad herself. She gave up, of course you can't do that, but she gave up her, her Jewish um, affiliation, as it were. And she crossed lines, I mean, in, 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 in a most extreme way. And yet, and yet, 
she screamed out from the depth of her soul to the Abishter. Obviously, she believes that the Abishter is listening to her and screams at the Abishter, what are you doing? How can you let your children suffer? So her belief in Hashem is unmitigated. Her connection with her people is not lessened because her atzmos comes out. And the Rebbe says, and that's why the Gemara names her, to tell us about her greatness, about the greatness of, of every yid on the atzmistical level. I see that there is a question in the chat or a comment. Ah, how do we understand the study of Pirkei in the summit to strengthen the person? The sun is shining. So I think that that's, that that is to address what might distract us. Like what I mentioned about the Rebbe in the Sikhs before the summer telling us to not get it all wrong because it's easy to get distracted by the external veneer of the summer. Um, and you could even say that maybe that's because because this is such a holy time, that's why it's so easy to fall and falter and stumble in the in the freedom, the illusion of the freedom that the summer gives us. The Rabbi used to say, like, not to think that it's freedom from Torah mitzvahs and not to in any shum way um, compromise on halacha. Another comment is, but isn't the choosing all because Hashem wants to put a neshama in and how can you separate? Um, so I think, I mean, I, I would need to really think about this more, study more, and ask more people that know something. Um, but I think that's one of the big chidushim of Hasidus, and especially in the Rebbe's Torah, that it's not only and all about because Abishu wants to put a neshama in, that the goof itself is holy. And it's holy on a level that, that even supersedes the holiness of the neshama because it's a direct expression of atzmos, that this body, not soul, body is chosen by the Abishra. Not just to be a, a conduit or a, a, a vessel for holding the neshama. So with Miriam Basbilga, maybe I always misunderstood it, but I always thought that the story is showing the greatness of the neshama, that no matter what she does, no matter that she went and in every possible way negated her Jewishness, but the neshama still holds true. So you're you not wrong. Not so. you're, no, 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 you're not wrong. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm using the story of, of Miriam Basbilga to explain another thing, that Atmos shines in Hastara. You could hardly have a bigger Hastara than her, than her behaviors. And yet that's when Atmos shines. It's not a contradiction to what you're saying. You understood the story correctly. I'm using it as kind of like exhibit A, maybe. Uh, it just occurs to me that that could be like exhibit A of this idea. When does the Neshama shine? Going back now into the um, Sikha. So the Rebbe says, so now we can understand the words of the Gemara, which on the topical level means that 
bodies benefit from each other. They keep each other warm during this time of the year. But the Rebbe says, now we can understand a deeper understanding of this term, guf nena mina guf, guf bimashmoz shel atzmos, using the term guf, using that term in uh, referring to essence, referring to what is central, main. Like when you talk about what is the essence of halacha, what are the main halachas, gufa de malko kadoima, or the main aspect of the king, and so on and so forth. <laughs> Another question in the in the chat. Uh, interesting. Does the same concept apply to cold climates and hot climates? I don't know. I'm just going to guess that um, the Rebbe is teaching us here that every physical reality is a pale reflection of a spiritual reality. So, uh, yeah, it would seem that it should apply. Okay. So um, going back to the very end of Si'if Hey, so the Rebbe says that we can now understand guf as meaning the essence. Ha-ha-na shel so the pleasure that the most essential aspect of the Abisha takes, Ena Nigremes Aliyade Hasaras Hahelam, is not caused simply by taking away that which covers over spirituality. In order for the light of the Nishama to shine. So that's all we have to do during the summer months. Eladafka Minaguf. But the Abishra's greatest pleasure comes dafka min haguf, kasher haguf atzmoi nefach lektusha. When the body itself, which seems to be something that is not inherently holy, is transformed to holiness. And the Rebbe is saying this happens dafka not in spite of the cold, but through the cold, in a time where, there, where, where godliness is shrouded and obscured. Vav. And now the Rebbe says we can understand a deeper reason for why the is always during Hanukkah. This is a connection of Chedesh Tevis and Hanukkah. The 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 goal of the lights of Hanukkah is to cause that Hashem should illuminate my darkness. to illuminate the darkness. and not only to illuminate our personal darkness, but also to illuminate the darkness of the outside of the Rishus Harabim, of the world entire. Until the darkness will be illuminated. The darkness itself will illumine. And the strength for this, see the Rebbe says, it says, the Kayak comes from the level of the Havaya, the Tesef is Vav, the, the, the word Havaya is prefaced with a Vav, with an additional Vav, 
Bitui, this is an expression, Hamare al Dargosh Lalkus, Shemi al Hishdal Shalos, Vierida, Bahavayadal Ela. Shemi al Hishdal Shalos, Vierida. It's the level of Havayadal Ela, that the extra vav before Havaya is an expression that underscores and, 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 and hints at a level of elokus that is higher than Seder Shtalshlos and coming down into this world. It, it hovers above this world. It's Havaya de la Ela. It's an exalted level of Havaya. And this is similar to the idea of what we explained above, that a body benefits from another body. It's through the essence, the main aspect of Elokuz, that we are able to transform the darkness of the physical guf itself to holiness. Zayin. Bo'ayf in Kloli, in a general way, zehu ha-hevdel b'en ha-avoida b'zman sh'beis ha-migdash kayam l'bein ha-avoida b'tkufas ha-golos. Generally, this is also the difference between the avoida in the time of the Beis ha-migdash and the avoida during golos. B'zman ha-bayiz ha-yagilui elokus bo'ayla. During the time of the Beis Hamikdash, godliness was manifest in the world. Kinemar, like it says, there were ten miracles that happened in the Beis Hamikdash, and 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 so on and so forth. Elokus was manifest. But in the time of Golos, we don't see our signs, we don't see our miracles. Elokus moisteres, godliness is shrouded. Darkness blankets the earth. And at that time, our darkness is illuminated by a level of Havaya that transcends all the other levels. The Yeshloimah, we might say, and this might be the innermost reason for why we're taught that whereas all the other Yamim Tevim are going to be rendered moot in the face of the Gilui Eliki in the time of Mashiach, but the Neiris Hanukkah will never be battle. And also that even though the Neres Hanukkah mirror the, the Neres in the base of Mikdash, but still, even after the Chorban in the Golos, we light the Neres Hanukkah. And the Neres Hanukkah, even though they're lit to remember the Neres in the Mikdash, but they are lit in the Golos, whereas the Neres of the Beis Hamikdash are betelis right now; they're null and void. So even though the Neres Hanukkah that we continue to light in Golos are a zecher, a remembrance to the Neres of the Beis Hamikdash, but the Neres of the Beis Hamikdash themselves are right now not operable. Why is this? 
כנרס המקדש מביאס להמשך אז בהי רדס האור הקשור לשטלשלוס. Because the nearest that were lit in the Mikdash brought to a, an effluence and bringing down a light that is still connected to Shtalshlos, it's still connected to this world, or Bekeli, a light that can be vested, that can be put in a vessel. V'lachain, ka'asher ha'olam hu b'matzav shel golos v'hastara ha'neris b'telis. And therefore, when the world is in a state of golos, and Elikus is Bahastara is hidden. So the nearest Batalis, the, 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 the candles of the base of Mikdash are considered moot. But in contradistinction to this, the nearest Hanukkah bring down the essential light. That transcend Hishtalshalos. It's like the, the Vav. That comes before Havaya, the Havaya Yagia Hashki, the Lachain ain't Bahem Shinui, and therefore there is no change in these lights. He may even God be Matzav shall see Hahastara. They can illuminate even in the highest point of obfuscation, or Mahavim is a Cheshach Atzmala, or I should say the Nadir in the lowest point of obfuscation, and they're able to transform the darkness itself to light. And I wonder if we can't also say the same thing about our time now after Gimel Tamos, that this is a time where it's Atzmus Alein is mayor our lives, And I think that each one of us sees this. We, 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 we keep tripping over signs of this, um, where, you know, the Rebbe's Payal Yeshua's Beker of Aretz and Beker of each one of our lives in, in a way that, that completely transcends the Giluyim that we saw before. Bekach Muvan HaKesher Bin Tevis Levein Tsayim HaAsiri. And so the Rebbe says, Through this, we can understand the connection between Teves and Chanukah and Asara B'Teves. Kizui hatainus shel haschalas v'shoresh kol inyan hagolos. Because this tainus, Asara B'Teves, is the beginning and it's the source of everything having to do with golos. B'dayme l'kriru shel chaydash Teves. It is the source of the coldness. Why is it the source? Because simply speaking, this is the day that caused the siege of Yerushalayim. It, because it's the siege started and this led to all the destruction that followed. It all started from this day. The Indian had signed And why do we fast? It's Indian of Tshuva. It's to reverse the Chorban and to reverse the Golos. Until the fast itself, itself, itself um, will, will be transformed into a holiday of great joy. The body itself becomes the vehicle of holiness. The icicle itself burns. And now the Rebbe explains how is this connected to Chavdala Tebes? How is it connected to the Alta Rebbe? 
So the Rebbe says, Inin hakrivos, this idea of coldness, kayim gam bekeches hanefesh, also exists in the aspects of the persona. How does it manifest in the persona? Zeu hasechol ha'enushi. It manifests in the cold of cognition, in intellect. Kepiskam hayadua, like in the known, known piskam of hayemyoyim, ein davakar kesechel tivi vehegyoyin enushi. There is nothing as cold as natural cognition and pure logic, human logic. And what was the uftu of Hasidus? Gilui Tayas Hasidus Chabad, specifically, Ali de Admar Zakain, Miyasid Hasidus Chabad, Hevi, Lohairodas, Inyane, Emuna Vesechel, Enushi, Lekelim Hamusogim Al Yedeha Adam. What was the Alta Rebbe's accomplishment? What's the accomplishment of Hasidus Chabad? To bring down in Yanim of Emuna, that until that point hovered above the modality of cognition and to bring it down into a methodology and into a, a system of thought and to bring it down so that our cognition, our intelligence, that until our cognition can really understand elokus, because our seichel ativi maybe be elokus, maybe be elokus, zuitchias hamesim hamitis. Another hayamiyim. That when cognition can understand, when the when the intelligence, the the intelligent faculties of a human being, the chabad, can be suffused. With understanding Elokus, ah, oh, now you're talking Trias Amisim. Vizewa Kesher bin Yemha Yululush Latmar Zokin, Yem Shaboy, call Masa Betirosev Abadosa Shabad, call Yemechayev, Nimzoim Besi Hashlemus. So this is the connection between the Yem Hayelula of the Alta Rebbe Levain Chaydesh Tevis. And what is a Yem Hayelula? The Rebbe says that on a yard site, that's when you have the crescendo of all of the Torah and all of the works that the Rebbe did in all the days of his life, that's when they reached their zenith. And now we can understand the connection between what the Alta Rebbe accomplished and Chaydesh Tevis. Al yidei masa v'tayrasi v'avadasa shal admar hazakin nigram shem ipnei hatzina mei ha-moyach ha-kar v'habilti misrageish atzmai yitzover matzav shal guf nehna. Because what did the Alter Rebbe accomplish? That Mipnei Hatzina, through the agency of the cult, Mehamoyach, from the mind, Hakar, that is usually cold, Vabilti Misragesh, and doesn't become emotional, through the mind itself, should be created Matzav Shalguf Nehena. A uh, an advantage and a benefit that should come from this coldness, from this goof, in a most essential way, that through the mind, Dafka, should come the warmth 
and the tremendous pleasure that can be taken in spirituality. I think it's a it's a it's a um, and and just another example of of how privileged we are to be able to learn on this level where where the Rebbe takes things and and explains in the most counterintuitive way um, what it is that that is our avoda now and what it is that we have to be doing. <laughs> and Chani says maybe this is why we get seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> um, but but actually, isn't he saying the opposite? That is during this time that we shouldn't be getting sad and affected because it's through this time that we can reach something that's even uh, that's even greater than when the sun is shining in manifest form. So maybe it's you have another... to get a sun lamp in the spiritual sense. Yes. Well, we have to just uncover the the sun lamp that is present in the spiritual sense. Um, the lighting of the oil on Hanukkah by the glyph appears to jumpstart the avayda of the body to bring light by the body itself during Tevis, not necessarily through the neshama. Yeah. An example in avayda. Esther Marazov, are you Esther Friedman going by your maiden name? Or are you somebody else? Esther Marazov is asking everyone an example in avayda. It's someone else. It's someone else. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see your EF. Right. Oh, there's Esther Marazzo. Mm -hmm. You have to unmute yourself. I see your lips moving, but we can't hear you, Esther Marazzo. You're muted. Hi. It's Esti Azimov Marazov, Paris. Uh, I was, no, I was just wondering when I was learning the Sikha, I'm trying to understand what it means, the difference between uh, an Aveda mitzada neshama and an Aveda mitzada guf. Like if I want to give an example, what kind of example I could give to make the difference between one and the other, the Aveda of the summer, the other Aveda of the winter. I'm sure somebody's going to come up with something better, but right now I'm thinking that maybe, but Derek Efshar, maybe there are times where we're inspired, mitzad the neshama, to do something. And avoida mitzad the guf maybe means when we're not inspired, but we, like we would say in America, power through. Like you do it. I, I What's so interesting about this, I think, is that it's very contra to the idea of um, fake it till you make it. That's not what the Rebbe is saying. Like just do it, even though you don't feel like doing it. And, and then you'll get to a place where you feel like doing it. I think the Rebbe is saying the opposite. You already, mitzad your neshama, mitzad asmus, you actually want to do this. But, but it's but you're not feeling that because it's it's not a matzah where you can feel what the neshama really wants. You're really feeling the goof that's telling you stay in bed. It's cold outside. You're not interested. You have too much to do. Forget about it. 
but you go and you do it anyway. Maybe that's um, a very Like you just do it. You pick up your body and you do it. I find it very interesting because he's Pashat talking about Birur and Zichol HaGuf. Pashat like we do during Pirkei Avis. Pirkei Avis also we refine our Guf. I, I, I think it's a different Indian. Again, I one think is that, a, one is a go, like um, uh, how do you say uh, a cause going to a consequence, and the other one is the cause on its own. I don't know. I think somebody else should speak up now because I'm just going to repeat myself. I think that the idea of studying Pirkei Avos in the summer is yeah. to address the, the 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 external level that. That, that, you know, summer is a time you can get distracted and you go swimming and boating and all these things you can't do during the winter. And during the winter, when it's, when it, when it's, when it's cold outside, it's easier to stay inside and learn sikhs and daven and chole but, but that's just on the most external level. Okay. But really, so, and you could even say maybe that, you know, you just like kind of co- cognitively aligning yourself with what you're supposed to be doing. But during the winter, I think the Rebbe is saying that some completely counterintuitively, there doesn't seem to be any distractions. But it's a time of cold. It's a time where the neshama is not mayor so much. And it's not going to jumpstart your inspiration. And and it, it's it's going to have to come through the goof. Esther Esther Friedman Esther Maraza Friedman, I see you've unmuted yourself. Speak to Esther Maraza and to all of us. We'll all listen. I don't know. I I've been I was trying to figure out what that ever was was talking about here in terms of um, the goof and atzmos and the neshama being. I mean, neshama is a so. It's got to be connected to Atzmus too. So the concept of the goof being Atzmus, what Zareba was trying to, what Zareba was telling us here. So here's a thought, but I don't know if I have it right. Um, the, the amazing thing about the goof is that it's the only thing that can actually do Torah mitzvahs. The hand is the one that can give tzedakah. The mouth is the one that can do tefillah. The feet are the ones that walk to shul or, or, or to do any mitzvah or take care of our children or whatever. Our body, our body is the only thing that actually does terror. Terror itself can't do terror. Tefillin itself can't do tefillin. The only thing that can do anything, if we say that the whole purpose was a der betachtenim, that that's what the Ebeshter wanted to the core, then it must be that the guf is the is the essential or the ultimate perp, the ultimate concept of what is needed in creation. Because if the Abisha wanted a divertain in a relationship through Tayyar Mitzvah, not with Malachim and not on a higher level, but actual here the guf with people, um, it is it is my heart that feels, it is my leg that walks, it was my brain that thinks. It is my, my body that does the mitzvahs. There is nothing else in this world that does Torah and mitzvahs. By the time a person passes away, 
Their body is a living terror. Every single limb has been used. Nothing else. There isn't another thing in the entire world from Atsilas down to, to a grab blade of grass that is used for their like the goof. So it must be that that was the ultimate purpose. That is Atzma. that that is connected to Atmos because it's the ultimate purpose of creation of of their betachtenim. And that's why when Shiach comes, the goof doesn't go. The goof stays with us. It won't have to eat. It won't have to. It won't have to be used in the same way because the world changes. But it is the goof that actually accomplishes their betachtenim more than anything else, even more than nefesh kiss. Things, Esther, sorry, but uh, Esther, look, and everybody else, look at footnote 20. In line with what Esther is saying, that the Abishter wanted a dear mamash. Where would this dear be in this world, this physical material world? And we know that a taiva transcends logic. It comes from atzmus. So Esther, to, um, I think what everything you're saying is correct, but I want to just ask you, I think that atzmus in the choosing of the physical guf is something higher than just using the guf of Mitzvahs, because atzmus means that even the guf of a yid that never met Mitzvahs and never did anything, is inherently holy because that's what atzmos is. It transcends external manifestations. So it's not just the way in which the guf becomes a sefer which is all correct. But I think the Chav is talking about something that even transcends that. I, I don't think there is a Jewish guf that isn't malay kirimai. There is no such thing. But Every even guf, if there weren't to be, I think I think the verse here is in the goof without any mitzvahs. The goof itself, that's that's the expression of atzmos. Rivki, can I just say something? I think so, it's a Susan Jaffe from Manchester. Very rarely, rarely speak. But Hashem chose us from all the nations of the world, all the people. He chose us, the body, our body. Before we had anything, before we had Torah or mitzvahs or anything, and now I've had my say. Thank <laughs> you very much. Absolutely. Yeah, Yisrael Kadmela Torah. Can I say a couple of things? Or? Please, everybody can yeah. say. Nobody okay, has to first of all, I, I, maybe it's obvious and maybe not that the idea of choosing the body is coming from a higher place in a sense than from the to choosing the neshama in the sense that the body is, everybody is the same, whether it's a Jewish body or not, and yet Hashem chose us, as opposed to the neshama, where we're naturally part of him. So it's not coming from such a high level of nisaba Kaddish Baruch Hu, or Ratzan of Hashem, or whatever, Taiva. It, it, it's coming from a very, very high place, our connection between our body and the Ebeshta. That's one thing. The second thing is not exactly any of this, but it's an image that's been in my head all through this sicha, and I just thought I would share it, only because I live in a very cold climate, and I'm away from that climate for this, this winter, a few winters, and so I'm comparing the difference. And the image that's in my head is of a neighbor of mine um, who built 
a menorah in the front yard out of snow. And turning the cold of winter into Kedusha, it's not exactly how we, you know, it doesn't exactly answer the question, but with that image in mind, I think people can answer that question for themselves, really. That's a great image. Thank you so much for sharing that imagery. Okay. Esther, you asked um, the neshama, uh, going back to your question, Esther, is a chelik alakami malmamash, but it's a chelik. And the goof comes from atzmus. It transcends halakim. It transcends any type of gilui. So I think that's the other thing that the Rebbe is constantly teaching about atzmos, that it, it includes everything. All of the most um, the things that seem to be completely antithetical to each other are all included in atzmos. Whereas the neshama is, is a chelak elaka. Rachi asked a question, if it's good, then why wait for Mashiach? <laughs> I think it's the same thing that, that it says in Ayyem Yem, that when Mashiach comes, we're going to cry for the Golos. If it's going to be so good, why are we going to cry? So I think Hasidus teaches us over and over that there's an opportunity that is available in the Golos. And maybe we could say in the Guf, that's not available via the Neshama in the Geula, in the time of Geula. I had another question. Thank you, Rivki. I just was wondering, like, I didn't get it, and I know that you answered it and you addressed it, and I'm sorry. Um, I, isn't it harder to do mitzvahs in the summer? So, like, like I, oh, I, I think I missed it. Like, I got distracted because I know you addressed it. The Rebbe is saying that the Aurelaki shines in the summer months to a much, much greater extent. It's much more potent. The problem is that uh, that we get distracted, and that's why we have to learn Pirkei Avos, and that's why the Rebbe had to tell us every single year in Sichas before saying goodbye to us that we should take advantage of this time, that we should realize that this is a holy year time, that we that we shouldn't let loose, that we shouldn't let go. But the Rebbe, right, but it's a us. contradiction because at the same time, okay, in other words, exactly. Okay, got it. I mean, you can see it in time of the Beisam English and time of Golas. The R of the Abishur was much greater in time of Beisam English, but the Chatayim were also much greater. And in Golas, when you go through Jewish history from the time of the Horban by Shani, I mean, it's very hard to, to read it. The destruction, the pogroms, the expulsions, the burnings, the, I mean, it is so hard, unbelievable. You can't even talk about it in front of kids. When you think of the last 2000 years, it would never stop. Maybe in some place here, in some place there. But when you think of the wealth from, from the Gemara, from starting from Gemara to the Eveshenim, the Achreinim, what was built up in the time of Golos through such crazy anti-Semitism, I mean, it, it's so horrific. And the Messiah Snefesh of Eden, through such a hard time and such a dark, dark time, 2,000 years, it, it's mind-boggling compared to the time of the Beis HaMikdash when you had such Giloyim. Yeah, that's an amazing point. Thank you, Esther. And everybody look into the chat. Esther Morozov 
um, is bringing another layer to this from a sicha that I've spoken in the Ekev sicha, that the guf is compared to the ksav on the luchais. The guf is the is the is a ksav that cannot be torn away from the source. It's part, right? Chakikois. And the neshama is compared to the ksav like of a, of like in a sefer where the two principal materials can be separated. So it's it's the same, it's the same idea. Thank you, Esther, for doing that. Thank you, Esther Morozov. Friedman, and thank you, Esther Morozov. Is it also the same idea of the neshama coming down here to, to this world as opposed to where it's before it came down? It, when it comes down here, it's like in, a, in, in the cold, in the winter, sort of, but it can accomplish more? Yeah, that's such a that's that's such a beautiful thing to bring. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's only here that the neshama, the, the, like Altachaba says, the neshama doesn't need tikkun, but it needs ilui. It needs to be elevated. And that can only happen betzina here in the cold, in the spiritually cold atmosphere. Wow, thank you. It's beautiful, Sikha. Wishing everybody and all the giluyim, the hamshachas that have to flow from this eighth day. The Rabbi used to speak so much about the greatness of Zeis Hanukkah, and we should already see the Geula Shlema and the personal Geula that we need, and the Refor Shlema for Henya Bas Bracha Dvarleya, for Shlema for Harav Yosef Yitzchak Ben Simachasia, and for all others. Um, that need a refua, a geula, a yeshua. This is a chassidish of Abrengen. It should pile all the geulas and yeshuas. And uh, we'll see each other, Metashem, next week. And a very, very warm, cold week. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.